Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm back in New York, but still recording far, far away from my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Oh, it's 2021. We've been gone for like, what, three weeks? And it's almost like nothing's changed. Nothing's happened. The world is exactly how we left it. There's been no civil war. Uh, It's great. No, when I tell you I am bringing in some absolute hatred and rage, not just to this episode, but to 2021 in general, (laughs) I am not lying because I've had a week, I've had a day, I've already had a year, and I'm bringing all of this rage right into unhappy hour. I've never needed this podcast more, and I'm sure that you have a lot on your mind. So just tell us how you're feeling. How's it going? I drove my car back from Chicago yesterday as of this recording. It was a 14-hour trip. It was so long. And I'm going to take that rage and turn it into today's deep dive because we're talking about road trips today. But on top of that, okay, I don't know how to structure it. There's so much rage going through me. A, I got... I can feel it. I can feel it coming through the cameras, through the microphones. (laughs) I was talking to my mom last night and I was like, I can't... We just... We have to move on. We have to move on from talking about this because it's making me angry just talking about Because I was talking about before I left my apartment, my radiator was making these loud clanging noises. And I was right. sort of doing that thing where I was like, what if I just ignore it and then it will go away? Uh, and it turns out. It almost always works. Almost always works. But in this case, God smote me and was like, absolutely not. It's going to be 10 times worse when you get back. <laughs> So it was clinging like crazy. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I don't know how to do this. Then I got an email like an hour ago from my building saying we had a noise complaint coming from your apartment at 7 a.m. this morning. And I was like, okay, first of all, I don't even know what 7 a.m. is. I've never been awake at 7 a.m. So you have me sorely mistaken for someone else because I literally woke up at 830 this morning. I was not awake at 7 a.m. But then it was like, did they just get the apartment wrong or was it the radiator clanking and they're blaming me for that? Or do you snore louder than you (laughs) ever thought possible? Or uh, my body is just producing noises subconsciously while I am fully not awake that I have no control over. You are unconsciously at karaoke. (laughs) You are fully belting. (laughs) 
I will memories. also say I had a dream last night um, that because I drove for 14 hours, did not get a chance to nap as much as I tried to nap while I was driving. I could not do it. Historically, not a great idea. And so I had like these I, I had that weird dreams that you have when you have like a, a exhaustion induced deep sleep. Mm-hmm. And we did run into Kellyanne Conway at Disney World. No, no. <laughs> And I That's did not a dream, Matt. That is a nightmare. <laughs> and I was so it was you and I. I I was absolutely wasted. I assume you were too. And I just <laughs> stood there and went boo, boo. <laughs> I was like this. I will not let her get away this time without me harassing her. <laughs> but I was so drunk that it like read to oh, the crowd as like oh this drunk guy is being belligerent and she doesn't deserve this. Oh, no. So true nightmare. Yeah. True nightmare. Even though I tried unconsciously to get karma, car, uh, karmic, uh, uh, po- caramel points for us. Caramel points. Not yeah, yeah. getting uh, for not attacking Kellyanne Conway when we had the chance. Anyway, <laughs> I've just had a morning. So basically, I'm going to have to deal with the fucking radiator. I'm going to have to deal with the ra- uh, a neighbor who hears something coming from my apartment. I have to return my rental car today. And I haven't even gotten into the issues that I had last night with the rental car. I will get into that uh, in our road trip segment. <laughs> It was a day. It's been a year. I am bringing all of this into this pod. This is what this podcast is for. Coming together yeah. and saying, God damn it. I know. I feel like we. this is a scream pillow moment for sure. This is absolutely a scream pillow moment. Let me get my scream pillow out. I got mine. Are we ready? One, two. So, yes, let's get on with today's episode. Uh, coming up, we're going to kick things off with Worst Things First, where I shout about the worst, most ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're diving deep into road tripping. Because, Ooh. yes, I did just drive back from Chicago to New York City, 14 hours. I've got a lot on my mind. I took voice memos so I could remember what to talk about. <gasps> we'll not wow. be releasing those tapes because they're boring. But uh, but, I'm, but now I have the inspiration to continue my rage. And finally, Beautiful. we have our first guest of 2021, Peppermint. Peppermint is an actress, singer, drag queen. You know her from the ninth season of RuPaul's Drag Race and from Head Over Heels, where she was the first trans woman to originate a lead role on Broadway. And now okay, she's here to bitch about the new year and so much more. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, horse things first. Let's talk about the worst news of the week. First, two fishermen in Australia setting some crab traps. So it actually seems like they're not fishermen at all. It, it, it sounds like they're actually crustacean men. If I'm being technical <laughs> in 2021, which I am, these words matter. You're only delivering the facts, and the fact is crabs aren't fish. I Googled it before just to check because I was like, are crabs fish? I guess they could be qualified <laughs> as shellfish, perhaps. A shrimp is a shellfish. Does that make it a fish? It sure I don't want to get into a language war here. All I'm saying is that Australia, you need to identify your fish workers a little more, a, a little more uh, specifically. For my taste, mm-hmm. because first it's we're letting this go. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, did he murder that man? Who knows? It depends on how you define murder. <laughs> depends on what your definition of is is Bill Clinton. Anyway, two fishermen in Australia setting some crab traps heard a desperate cry for help and then discovered that the noise came from a naked fugitive that they found sitting in a tree branch in a crocodile habitat. Boo boo boo! Happy New Year! The layers here. The layers of Australia that are happening in this story. Naked, fugitive, <laughs> in a tree, in a crocodile habitat, caught by two crustacean men. Absolutely. It feels Australia. a little it, it feels quite Floridian to me too in a way that I really respect. Yeah, honestly, I was going to refer to Australia as we all know the Florida of the world, but I'm starting to feel like America is the Florida of the world. Unfortunately <laughs> for us. 
Uh, so it yeah. goes. Uh, here's what happened. These two men say that they were set in some crab traps from their dinghy, which is a slur for a small boat. I just know in the boating world, if I'm a boat and someone calls me a dinghy, it's like, okay, I can use that word, but you can't. Yeah. So please watch your privilege when you're just throwing these words around. Dinghy with an H also. Absolutely nowhere does that belong in there. Dinghy. Uh, no, no. It's not a dinghy. So the these two men were setting some crab traps from a dinghy inside mangroves, which is what I refer to my uh, nether regions as. My mangrove. That's a scientific Am term. Am I right, ladies? Am I mangrove? Just plant, <laughs> just, just setting some crab traps in my mangrove. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's on your dating uh, profile. <laughs> yeah, that's really the invite. That's my call to action. Come set crab traps in my mangrove. I, I hope you don't got a dinghy. That's what I say to them. <laughs> anyway, no, a mangrove is those. Do you know those like small? Do you know what a mangrove is? Because I certainly didn't. I, I like to imagine it's some sort of tree fruit situation. No. It's oh, a, it does sound wow, like mango, very but it's wrong. not. It does, it's that like those small trees that like grow in like shallow water, but it's like a full forest. Okay. I don't like it because I don't like what's in there. You have no idea. Is there a crocodile in there? Is there a naked fugitive? You have no idea. So they heard a bunch of cries and then they found this man who was covered in mud, cuts, insect bites, who'd explained that he'd been lost for four days and survived by eating snails. Also, he was naked Okay, Escar grow? Escar go? I'm so sophisticated. I thought you were making a joke. No, you just did not know how to pronounce Escar go. No, but I just It's forgot. actually Escar go? Escar go. Uh, and yes, I did watch Emily in Paris, so I do know how to speak French. Okay, Emily in Paris? Jeez. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Learn a lesson. So he was naked and explained that he had been using his clothes, quote, for bits and Oh, I'll try it in an Australian accent. For bits and pieces over this way. <laughs> Crocky. Wow, Crocky. nailed it. Absolutely. For bits and pieces over the way. No, I was, no, I just getting worse and worse. Feel like I'm But anyway, there. he said for bits and pieces over the way. Absolutely not an explanation for being naked. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what that is supposed to mean. At all. You know, like a bit for a shelter, a bit for a, a little snail trap. Also, you want to make like little clothes for the snails. Bits oh, and pieces right, right. along the Just way. Just little doll clothes. Yeah. What One of the men said, it didn't make sense to us, referring to the explanation for the man's nudity. He, he had a nest made up in the tree and he was only laying a meter above, <laughs> above the water. <laughs> and there were crocs in the water. So, so he's he's done well to survive. <laughs> Just, <laughs> you sound like a drunk southerner trying to do a British accent. Not at all. Is what you sound an like. accent I've ever heard in in real life ever. <laughs> the point is, this man was barely a meter above the water that was full of crocodiles, uh, which is just any water in Australia, I assume. Yeah. And so. Then these guys were like, should we even bring this man into our boat, considering the state of him? Um, oh, by the way, what a dick conversation. They were like, should we take this man who's clearly in distress and naked living in a tree? Ultimately, they did decide, yes, they would take this man um, because they said... Throw him on their dinghy. Because they they said he looked pretty bad. Uh, he had a lot of cuts. He seemed dehydrated. So all of the reasons that you should help somebody. Um, they said, we thought he must have had a big night after New Year's and got lost and done himself in a, a, a bit mischief in the bush. Closer. <laughs> I'm getting closer to it. Um, that, that was definitely better. So anyway, one of the men stripped to his underwear and handed the naked guy his shorts and a beer. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I guess, the Australian first aid kit. <laughs> Turns out the man um, had been free on bail after being charged with armed robbery, multiple ag aggravated assault, deprivation of liberty and stealing, uh, and had cut off his electric monitoring device. So a lot happening here. Um <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, this is just a Monday in Australia. Um, a woman in Illinois who ordered flags for her grandmother's garden, that's flags with an L, don't get any ideas, got a surprise when her package arrived 
And she opened it up to find that someone's COVID test specimen was inside. What? <laughs> she opened up a thing of flags and found a Ziploc bag, a padded envelope containing um, <laughs> containing a vial with someone's used COVID test. Oh, good. So just like a bag of boogies? Yeah. And guess what? Non-refundable. You can't turn that. You can't return that for Cole's cash. Sorry, it's yours now, and you have to keep it. This woman who uh, was wrapping Christmas gift for her aunt uh, in Illinois said that she opened it to find a padded envelope containing the flags. So she got what she wanted. I don't really know what she's bitching about. You got what you <laughs> wanted, and then some. This happened to me once. I ordered probably from Cole's, if I'm being honest, and they sent me like what I ordered, but also like three very elaborate little prom dresses for like children. <laughs> I have no way of describing them besides prom. Obviously like toddlers don't go to prom, but they were prom dresses for children. I don't know how to describe it except prom dresses for like an eight year old girl. <laughs> Someone looked you up online. Whoever filled that order looked you up online. and was like, you know what Matt Bellasai needs? Three toddler Just prom a dresses. toddler prom dress for every occasion. He will be a stage mom one day. They were absolutely stunning. And guess what? I kept them. I still have them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was when I was in college. It got into my dorm room and I opened it up and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and why didn't it come in my size? You know what I would have loved instead? Someone's COVID test specimen. Just a mm, used nasal yes. swab. <laughs> So this woman was like, look how cute these flags are. Also, look at this used biohazard bag. I don't know how <laughs> this happens. I would imagine that like the person who was fulfilling the order also needed to go and ship their COVID test. And they were like, you know what? Two for one deal. I don't want to pay extra shipping. Let me just put it in this box. <laughs> so they'll take care of it. Anyone who's getting yeah. garden flags knows their way around getting a COVID specimen to the CDC. Yeah. Yeah. Coles in a statement said um, this is very unusual and inexplicable. And um, it was uh, the, they said that the package was sent from an outside direct ship vendor and not oh, directly sure. from them. Pass the blame. I think that's like take no accountability. When you go on Amazon and order something, it's like this order was fulfilled by like Big Jug 79. At, and it's always <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um. Full disclosure, I am legally required to disclose that I did work for Kohl's when I was like 15. Uh, so I don't want anybody getting the idea that I was hiding that information and mm. that you can't trust me as a legitimate source of news. Right. It's just like when NPR reports on Google and then they're like, uh, and we have to say that like Google owns NPR is sponsored do. by Google. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And finally, sheriff's officials say that they busted an illegal winery that was operating at a municipal sewage plant in a small North Alabama town. Basically, I love this translation from Newspeak. Um, people were making shit wine. <laughs> people were <laughs> literally making wine. toilet wine in the sewers of Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh you know you know when you just have like you have notes of like chocolate and notes of shit yeah exactly that's it's what do you think makes the wine taste so good do you remember like six years ago maybe when it became this huge thing that two buck chuck was like actually made from like dead rats yeah it's wine there's nothing it's disgusting everything what we put in our body is absolute <laughs> filth there's no reason you should ever be upset i go back and back to this thing about like oh subway uh, bread actually has like yoga mats in it and it's like no it's just the same <laughs> stuff that they have in yoga mats because everything is made of the same stuff yeah also like okay sewage it comes out of you why can't it go back in you know yeah, recycling okay yes. greta thunberg uh, she actually sponsored this winery. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama, this is energy certified. Yeah. This is a part of the Green New Deal. Yeah. Okay. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. <laughs> Basically, um, they found out that they were operating this in the sewers. I mean, it's in the sewage plant. But they found out that they were operating it because of an anonymous tip. And whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, someone was left out of the secret sewer wine club. <laughs> and they had to rat on it. 
I just know because you know why? It takes one to know one. I would absolutely do this. If you don't invite me to your sewer wine club, I'm telling the police. (laughs) (laughs) Do not trust me. Post-apocalypse, the world is burning down. If I am in your like roving band of cannibals, you probably should kill me because I'm absolutely going to betray every single person. (laughs) (laughs) Radical honesty. Okay. Anyway, they're facing felony charges for using their official position for personal gain and misdemeanor charges of unlawful possession of an illegally manufactured alcoholic beverage, a.k.a. uh, sewer wine. (laughs) Way (laughs) to go! And that's it for this week's Worst Things First. Next! Buckle up, because we're shit-talking road trips. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, it's a new year, but you know who's still partying? Like it's 2020? What? Well, white supremacists, first of all. But also, you know who else? COVID. COVID-19. Even though technically it's 2019, she's still living. It's like, okay, let it go. Last season, we need to update these names. But anyway, even though like half of the country still took an airplane uh, to fly for the holidays, and I am judging all of you, I am officially declaring 2021 the year of the road trip. Because people are traveling by cars, and they're going to keep traveling by cars. And, And by people, I mean me. Because once I experience it, it actually does become universal. That is That's how it works. Yeah. So having just freshly come off of a 14-hour solo drive from Chicago to New York literally hours ago, my ass is still numb. My my neck is still like I cannot move my neck. My body is so sore. I don't understand how I have a callus on the foot that I was not using to drive. (laughs) What? That is the foot a that callus? hurts. Yeah, I have like my, I don't know, something. Or I'm like lizard personing. There's something is happening. Oh, God. You need to see a doctor. <laughs> so I wanted to um, channel my very real anger into this week's deep dive, the first deep dive of 2021, and talk about the worst things about road trips. All right, first, no cars were designed to be sat in for more than 10 minutes. Okay, there's no possible way to sit in a vehicle without doing irreparable damage to your vascular system, your muscular system, and probably your spirit. This, I'm broken. I'm a husk of a man today. (laughs) I, my entire body is aching, and all I did was sit in the same position for 14 hours straight. Next, I did learn how to use cruise control, and that is some goddamn witchcraft that I do not trust. It absolutely terrifies me. I've gone on multiple road trips. I have used cruise control once for about five minutes before getting very scared. Alex uses it a lot, and I'm just like, why aren't both your feet on the pedal and gas right yeah, now? Yeah, like, I should not this be isn't fully okay. felt like I was on a magic carpet that was out of my control. <laughs> I don't know how Aladdin did it. I would have been screaming the entire time. (laughs) Not only did Aladdin drive it, but he fully was fucking Jasmine on it. And it's like, okay, how? Also, it's like if we have cruise control, how do we not fully have self-driving cars already? Yeah, it was so weird. So close. We're so close. It was so strange. It it would fully like it speeds you up until you get to the car in front of you and then it like slows you down. It was like fully out of my control. I could have put my feet up. And it, at times I was almost I almost did. <laughs> but it was like sometimes sometimes it would just speed up on its it would go like so fast and I felt like I was fully not in control. And yeah, yes, you I could have the cruise very, was. Yeah. Who who, the who fuck is cruise? Is cruise? <laughs> Are we talking Tom? Are we talking Terry? I have no idea. <laughs> Neither of them I want in my vehicle. Surrey? Surrey I would trust, but none of the others. Mm. <laughs> the point is, uh, could I very easily have turned it off and been in control myself? Yeah. Did I? Absolutely not. Because I was living in the luxury of it. And this was one of those cases where it's like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be trusted with technology. Because also, maybe this is why... It took two extra hours for you to drive back. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I had it set to like 85. I was going well above the Jesus. 
I also don't like these cars have too much technology because it also like scans the horizon and and puts in what the speed limit should be. And then it screams at you for not following it. I'm pretty sure it shows you this little icon on the yeah. dashboard with what with what the speed limit is. They and know I think too it much. only reads. I'm pretty sure it literally there's a camera or something that scans it. I don't trust it. I don't trust whatever tiny person is inside of that car operating it from the inside watching me. I don't trust it. Also, no idea how people did road trips before Google Maps. Not to plug that monster of a company that owns all of us, but like shout out to them for reinventing the map. I remember when I had MapQuest and I went like to another suburb that I was not as familiar with in high school and I like printed out MapQuest and then I took a wrong turn and I didn't know where I was and so I had to call my mom to have her MapQuest and then explain it to me. (laughs) In the olden days, by olden days, I mean like 1997, if you didn't have a map, you died. You just fully (laughs) died. We are blessed. I fully would be dead without Google Maps. That is not an exaggeration. There's <laughs> no way I could have done any of those travels without without a, a tiny voice from a computer telling me exactly what to do. I don't understand how people who like aren't good with directions would have known how to read a map. Like It's not like people nowadays aren't good with directions and those people didn't exist 20 years ago. Those people existed. How did they survive is the question. I don't know. I mean, also, though, on the flip side, I would not survive the like robot insurrection because if that if that little voice told me to drive off a bridge, I would fully do it. <laughs> I, I follow it blindly. It's mostly just cornfields. You go through from Chicago to New York, cornfields, pony mm-hmm. farms, yep. Amish country, steel country. Yep. Sewage country, a.k.a. New Jersey. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Nothing to see. My mom. So uh, obviously the like um, insurrection (laughs) was on Wednesday. I traveled on Thursday. We're recording this on Friday. My mom was getting texts from her friends being like, do you think it's safe for Matthew to go driving tomorrow? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, what if these riots pop up? I'm like, who is going to riot against me? A cow? There's nothing. (laughs) There is nothing (laughs) in between me and New York. Sorry, nice try, Deborah, but you're not keeping me here based on that. <laughs> Next, billboards are true American art, and I do not understand who makes them, who pays for them, where are these billboards coming from in the middle of nowhere? You go from a billboard telling you, like, you are going to hell unless you take out your Bible right now. And the next one you see is, like, come get your, like, vagina wet at this strip club. <laughs> next exit, next to the Chuck E. Cheese. I love it. It's such beautiful art. You know, some people's jobs are just designing billboards. Uh, sure. <laughs> sure. Billboards for like, or is your baby going to hell? <laughs> it's true. Who is paying for that? I don't it's know, but billboards unsigned. are not cheap. They are pretty expensive. Yeah, but a billboard I know this in because, like Iowa? No, no, no. Well, in Indiana, so in college I did student radio. Mm-hmm. or We wanted to like rent a billboard for our festival that was coming up or something and it was like tens of thousands of dollars yeah that's indiana yeah my favorite is for like uh advertising attractions that absolutely no one would ever go to (laughs) like the rv hall of fame yes yes i know exactly where that is on that drive and i've almost like if the if quarantine was not a thing if covid wasn't happening right now alex and i 100 would have gone what is how do you have a hall of fame for rvs <laughs> how many rvs are there they're famous enough to qualify for their own hall only way to find out go to the rv hall of fame i couldn't even name you to the top three rvs that i've known <laughs> let's see next there's so many ominous signs and i just do not know what i what i'm supposed to make of them and the worst one is falling rock <laughs> What, what am I hell? supposed to do? <laughs> it feels like it's better if you just don't tell me that. <laughs> why would? Why is having that information going to improve my life in any way? It's not. It's just making me scared now. <laughs> don't tell me how I'm going to die. Just let me die. There's no preparation that I could possibly do that would, would pave the, the ground for me to survive a falling rock. 
No. And the other one You're is dear. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, good to know, I guess. Yeah. If I had some sort of like force field, okay, I guess I would activate it at this point. But I don't. Deer, you're just supposed to like brace yourself for the entire time that you're you pass that sign just waiting for a deer to get out. Also, that doesn't also include things like bears, which when I was driving through New Hampshire, a baby bear fully ran out into the highway and we had to swerve around it. We were like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then the baby bear ran back into the woods. There was no sign for that. It, and you know what? It made no fucking difference because it happened and we swerved. So the point is, um, signs are meaningless to me, and I refuse to read them. Also, the deer <laughs> sign, and it's like, okay, good for them. What do yeah, you want me to do? Good. Yeah, that deer looks like he's having the time of his life jumping up and down. <laughs> but I, okay, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll be on the lookout. All I saw, I saw a group of quail. That was fun. Oh. I was like, oh, or I don't know what they were. They could have been pheasants, maybe. <laughs> Probably pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were very large birds. That was exciting. I saw them in Pennsylvania near a cemetery off of an old church. That's a sign you should read. Right. So I will be dying. <laughs> I get very superstitious also. I was like, uh-oh, this is mile 666. I can't do anything uh, unusual here. Can't change lanes because I will die. <laughs> and finally... Why is every gas station in the middle of America attached to a fucking barbecue joint? I do <laughs> not understand why every gas station uh, between Chicago and New York, and this is my sample size here, was like, you can get off at this exit and get and get your get your diesel at Chuck's barbecue and and hair salon. <laughs> I'm like, what? Why Here's is this my happening? thought is because the barbecue sauce, can cover up pretty bad meat. This is that's why I use it on yeah. my dick. Whoa. Cover up this bad meat. Am I right? <laughs> um, yeah. Every time I have also have no idea how a gas station works. Like what is plus? What is premium? What is ultra premium? No. Give me the give me the mud. Give me the absolute filthiest oil that you have. So I when I burn it, it kills every animal <laughs> this, along this stretch. I want those also, pheasants to suffer. <laughs> also when i'm driving i don't want to be eating something that's super messy i want to be like very clean because then you're just you're just sitting in your own filth the entire time and barbecue you can't eat that without getting barbecue sauce absolutely everywhere oh yeah with my second burger king visit yesterday um and i got the same thing i got i got my diet whopper which is what <laughs> i call a whopper without cheese <laughs> the first one i got in the daylight but the second one was in darkness and by the way worst experience is when you are in an area that is so dark that you cannot see beyond your headlights yeah i don't like that at all so probably not the wisest place for me to decide to eat a messy diet whopper <laughs> uh <laughs> but i was like i can't i can't even see the food that i'm eating also at that point you just need some form of entertainment and if it's going to be risking your life then so be it right but I was like, I can't even see. I've like fully ate it like a one-year-old's birthday cake. Like <laughs> I was just full on shoving it as close to my face as possible, but like not guaranteed. Uh, so I, yeah, I fully emerged from my my car just covered in ketchup and mayonnaise. <laughs> and it was beautiful. But you know what? I made it. In 2021 is the year of the road trip. I highly encourage you, if you're if you have to travel. Do it in the safest way possible, which is in a box, unexposed to anybody else, not stopping even if your bladder suffers um, irreversible damage. Just plow through and kill as many pheasants as you can along the way. And that is it for this week's Deep Dive. Next up, we have our first guest complainer of 2021, Peppermint. By the way, we talked before the holidays. So if we sound a little, a little chipper, a little hopeful, well, guess what? It was because that was back when we innocently hoped that 2021 would start out great. Well, were we wrong? That's coming up after this commercial break. 
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest who celebrity stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimon Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense thing you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. My guest complainer today is Peppermint. You know her from RuPaul's Drag Race, but also as a singer, activist, trailblazing actress, including being the first trans woman to originate a principal musical role in the Broadway show Head Over Heels. What the hell can't she do? Welcome, Peppermint. Hey, hi, Matt. (laughs) You are full glam. You got a fan going. You really brought it to the Zoom. (laughs) I just turned on my camera. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yeah. That this is how we all come into Zoom. Yeah, I think gone are the the days of like you know I look unkempt, right? But the, we also passed the other hump of trying to do too much, right? <laughs> like we don't need a light show and smoke effects for like your board meeting at lunch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on the board meeting. Depends on the company. That's true, yeah. (laughs) I'm at that point where I'm like, you know, bring some glam, but also I'm still not wearing pants and you're not going to get me to go back. Same. Yeah, exactly. That is the worst thing that I am anticipating is truly just having to put on pants again because I've been going loose for months now. (laughs) You know, speaking of the Zoom moments... There's a series called Versus, which Mm -hmm. puts two presumably rival musical artists against each other to basically DJ their playlist for each other in front of a live stream. And so uh, when Teddy Riley and Babyface, which was one of the first ones, got together to do it, it was a debacle because there was like all these sound issues and Teddy Riley was trying to do all of the shows you know, and there were millions of people viewing this microphone and this echo sound effect connected to this thing. And, <laughs> and it just was like a shambles. Just too much. It's too much. Yeah, just too, just turn on the thing and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I think the great thing about this year has been like people are accustomed now to like low budge. Well, like we don't have to pull out all the stops. That's the best part. Even for the American Musical Awards. Here's a celebrity sitting on their couch. In, in a nice shirt, right. presenting the award for best album of the year, and their kids just ran by. Right, right. There was um, an interview between Dolly Parton and, and RuPaul. I heard, darling, <laughs> the tea, darling. Someone was getting red, my darling. Dolly Parton did not hold back. <laughs> she was like, maybe you can show up to Zoom looking like shit, but I am going to be prepared always. <laughs> But did we really expect to peel back the curtain on Dolly Parton during the pandemic? No. No, 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 no. She's going to stay ready always. We know. Everything that we see is surgically implanted in or on Dolly for a lifetime. Exactly. You couldn't get her out of those lashes in air if you tried. I love it. I respect it. Um, Well, we've gotten ahead of ourselves because usually I start by asking, what is one thing you hate that everybody else loves? Generally, new TV shows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop making any new TV shows. We're, d- we're done. <laughs> On a macro level, anything new. Just kidding. One thing I hate that everybody loves is cartoons. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> and animated TV shows and movies. I think they're lovely. I respect them, but don't they're not for me. Don't try to get me to watch it. Yes, I saw Bambi. I don't ever want to see that thing again. Is that what did it? Bambi was like that one moment where it's like, yay, cartoons, kids, and then death and murder. Like, it does villainize the hunters, but it doesn't really address the situation behind hunting and and how that, like, the ethics behind all of those things. And so, like, if you're going to go into the real world, let's go all the way there. It's time for a live action Bambi remake where we go in (laughs) on on the practice of hunting deer. Let's talk about it. There is a thing about cartoons and animated movies where they feel like they can get away with emotional manipulation way more. Yeah, with very low accountability. Because they're like, oh, we're just a cartoon. Like, Up. Up did not have to go that hard. It went in. Three minutes in, we're like, here's a sad old lady whose baby is dead. Are you happy now? (laughs) I hate cartoons, though. I do hate them. Don't bring me no cartoons. (laughs) okay so no cartoons no new television shows ever (laughs) no game of thrones which is not a new television show now but i it was new at one point and i was like i ain't watching this well i don't know what your like uh kind of capacity for new information has been this year especially overload (laughs) yeah my my brain just cannot take anything new when I turn on my Netflix or whatever, I can rewatch the same thing. I, I have to, for my brain's I sake. I find myself clinging to nostalgic film and television shows. Now I'm like clamoring. But like, if I'm going to sit down and relax and watch something, nine times out of ten, I'm going to watch something old that I've seen before. I just can feel good about it and know what it is. You know, I don't want it to set me up for disappointment. Any of that. <laughs> Temp check. How are you holding up? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm anxious for the new administration to start, mm-hmm. but um, I'm otherwise I'm okay. Even though I'm here to complain, I can't complain that much. 2020 was a doozy, and I would not like right. to see 2021 pull the same shenanigans. Let's be clear. Um, but right. something tells me it, it's going to be different. I hope so. <laughs> me too. The second that shot hits my arm, that is when 2021 starts for real. Let's adjust New Year's to the vaccine. Right. Pour that shit in the drinking water and I will sop it up. I feel like people have been asking, like, what is the first thing you're going to go and do when you can do whatever? It would be nice to tour and and yeah. continue to make money. <laughs> Resume making money. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that real hard. That's like the first seven slots on my top 10 list. Mm-hmm. One of the, the leisurely things is, again, going to the movies. Like going to movie theaters was a big pastime for me. I would see pretty much every new movie. New movie, not animated. <laughs> We're not even classifying them as movies. <laughs> that, yeah, exactly. That is what's sad to me is like, I know Warner Brothers just said they're releasing all of their movies on HBO Max or whatever next year. And I'm like, no, I want the experience of shoving a bunch of cheap candy under my jacket, like sneaking it all in. I can't do that at home. I guess I could go to steal something from Dwayne Reed just to feel that alive a little bit. Well, uh, let's talk about profesh stuff because you have, I mean, you've been, you've been keeping busy this year. I'm exhausted just like thinking about all of the stuff that you've been doing. I'm exhausted thinking about you thinking about me. (laughs) (laughs) This is like a cliche interview question, but like truly, how do you have the energy to do all of the stuff that you've done this year? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the secret. I don't have the energy, but I do have the drive to do it. Okay. That counts. I have neither. So <laughs> I feel like uh, the kind of world of creatives and creators and, and performers and entertainers right now is really like spans the spectrum of either people who are really doing stuff and putting stuff out there or people who are just completely like, I just can't bring myself to do anything. And um, (laughs) most days I feel like the latter, but um, you're doing it. Thank you. Yeah, you know, uh, I over the past six months, I've had all of those feelings and all those opportunities to either do something or definitely not do something. And so I have 
held court in all of those spaces. I had already planned at the beginning of the year to put out an album, go on tour and kind of support the album and do all of this. And the pandemic obviously interrupted all that. And so we had to go on break and, and wait and until the time, until it was safe and until the time was right. Obviously, I'm not touring right now. Um, it, I can't wait mm-hmm. for theatrical experiences, live theater to make a meaningful return. But it was a good opportunity for me to sit and kind of reconnect myself to the material and then release it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, your, your latest album is out. A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. And it it does feel like one of those albums that is best listened to alone. (laughs) Or perhaps with a lover. Yes. (laughs) I feel like I would blush too much if I was around too many other people listening to it. Oh, yeah. There's some very sexy moments on there. I wanted to do an R&B album that Mm -hmm. was reflective of my real life experiences in love. And, you know, R&B music, it's just like country. It's either singing about a breakup or a (laughs) get-together. I do want to tell people, stream the album. It's available now everywhere. Uh, A Girl Like Me, Letters to My Lovers. First song is called Best Sex. All about gigolos and fuckboys. I hope I can say that on here. (laughs) You can say whatever you want. Uh, All the people that we swipe right on, that we hook up with, who are not the right people to be in relationships with. Uh, And that that song and video are out right now. People can go and check it out. And it is a spicy video. It's a spicy video. We made a short film to go along with the album. Um, And there's a vinyl, collector's edition vinyl, that people can get by going to my social media. (laughs) You're truly keeping the people fed. I'm giving them content. There's also new merch coming. I had a couple of viral moments with Bob the Drag Queen this year. One of them was called It's Fashion, and another one is called Not the Fracking. And I have some merch coming out for both of those <laughs> moments. <laughs> that was a, a, a beautiful moment. <laughs> I still I think about it often. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's move into a segment we call Elaborate, which is um, some some tweets of yours that I'll have you kind of elaborate oh, no. on um, things that you've said you've disliked. Elaborate. Um, okay. Why are kettle cooked potato chips even a thing? They are too hard. <laughs> Why do we need this? Are regular potato chips not already fried and crispy? I don't like fighting with my food. <laughs> Perfect tweet. <laughs> I said all that. Wow. You were feeling very passionate about kettle cooked potato chips. Yeah, I think that they're just too much. Kettle cooked chips are like stale potato chips. (laughs) They're just pre-stale. Yeah, they're like, we're making them stale. And so like they're hard to crunch. You can't even like your saliva doesn't soften it. It's weird. I don't want that. Just fry the potato chips and put them on the plate. And eat them. I just don't. I mean, this is me not knowing how to cook. But like, what is the difference even? Aren't all chips cooked in a kettle? Like, where do you where are you cooking normal chips? I don't know. I think maybe they're double cooked. Whatever they do to potato chips, they do 10 times to kettle cooked chips. And I feel the same way about kettle corn, kettle pop popcorn. We don't need extreme. I mean, I guess people like it. Potato chips are crunchy. Nobody ever said, mmm, soggy potato chips. Right. No one ever ever said, let's sell these. They're not quite very crunchy. Let's not, let's make until they're soft. Nobody's ever said that. So why did someone say, let's make these crunchier and crispier? There's a point at which they're too crunchy and they hurt. And for me, we've reached it. (laughs) I haven't had the experience of eating some soggy chips lately. Literally last night, my mom made chili and they... She prepares chili, a bowl of chili, by putting a layer of, like, nacho Doritos mm-hmm. in the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Frito pie well, is you a will thing fuck, in the Yeah, Midwest, and, like, Frito, right? you like, putting, putting chips into other things that then sog up. A lot of, like, Mexican restaurants serve tortilla soup, where it has tortillas in the soup, and then they, like, sog up before you eat it. Look, I'm not saying that things don't change. Food transforms. Ice melts. <laughs> things get soggy when it sits uh-huh. on your plate or when the waitress don't bring it to your table. But when you first have like tortilla soup, the tortillas are actually crunchy. It's the last thing to go in. And then it's supposed to be served right away. Right, right. If you're eating it properly, yeah. 
which I rarely do. I'm not saying that potatoes don't get soggy. I'm just saying that no one's, you don't open up a bag. If you open up a bag and your potato chips are <laughs> so wet and soggy, you're not like, oh, right. fresh. You're not saying that. You're like, oh, what's wrong with these potato chips? But that's also like, generally speaking, the kettle corn, like a kettle cooked issue is why I'm like, there's too much variety now. Like there's the snack aisle is too big. Yeah, you know, I always wondered why does like Charmin have Charmin regular and then they come out with like this version in the green packet is good for the environment. Right. Why not just make them all good for the environment? What's going on here? Yeah. Their little bears are out in the forest wiping their asses and wasting toilet paper yeah. to begin with <laughs> when they're fucking bears. Just for show. Look, mom. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of those bears. Those bears are so horny for wiping their asses. <laughs> they are like what? And then the grandmother comes in and like there's like all these pieces of table paper on her butt. Who does that happen to? I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> is this a problem? It is for the Charmin bears. Um, okay, a couple more. I really do like cute embroidered socks, but I hate putting them on. There's all these loose threads that get caught and snag on a fresh manicure. <laughs> you are not feeling embroidered socks. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like the, the darning and the sock or whatever that's called. I just don't dig. You know, I pay attention to my toes, you know, when I can. Look, if you've got a a hangnail or a snaggle thing on your foot, uh -huh. all bets are off. Even when you do have a fresh pedicure and you put on a pair of these embroidered socks, there's no smooth insertion. You're getting caught, things are getting uneven, you're pulling things out, this is too much. Unexpected surprises in a sock. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think I'm, I might be like kind of anti-sock in, in general. Yeah. I just don't like like inhibiting my feet. You know, sometimes I really enjoy a nice sock. It feels warm and cozy. Like there's there's moments, there's moments I don't like it. In conventional women's wear, there's less opportunities to wear socks. Mm -hmm. But when I do put a sock on, I don't expect to fight with it. <laughs> I don't like fighting with my things, my food, my clothes. Don't fight over right. it. And maybe this is just, I've just been so tightly wound because of the past four years i'm just over it yeah the sock <laughs> is not really a sock the sock it represents it's a metaphor yeah. <laughs> for struggle and we're not yeah. here for that okay one more you had some tweets about either jk rowling or gender reveal parties both are absolute disgraces and failures so we can end on that note and go in on them. Let's do it. Yeah, I think they're both inept. Maybe J.K. Rowling is a, a good metaphor for, for, for gender reveal parties. Completely unnecessary and quite damaging to the environment, literally the environment mm -hmm. around them and perpetuating bad stereotypes uh, and harmful notions about the concept of gender to begin with. And so... We don't need any of that in 2021. So get it out of your system. <laughs> yeah. She really could have just sat there and kept her mouth shut. <laughs> she could have. <laughs> she didn't. J.K. Rowling is to spouting off on Twitter as a couple of parents are to setting pink or blue fireworks off in a dry forest. It's not necessary. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That is that is the lesson for everybody else in 2021 is keep your mouth shut. Keep your <laughs> your gender reveal. Just fuck off with it. We don't need it. Get rid of this useless shit. Yeah. And we don't need um, it. let us live our lives. Mm -hmm. Anyway, on that <laughs> note, um, you kind of gave us the rundown already. But where can people find you and your work? Well, the first place people can go is to my social media, which is Peppermint247 on all platforms and there they'll find information about my new album a girl like me letters to my lovers the limited edition vinyl and they'll be able to check out my youtube channel where i have a bunch of stuff going on my new music video for best sex and then also have a weekly show called pep talks where that's on my twitch where i uh, interview celebrity friends about black movies it's called black movie classics and we talk about classic black cinema 
and spill all the tea. And so that's every Tuesday at 9 p.m. And then keep your eyes peeled if you live in Canada. I'm not sure where your listeners are, but if they live in Canada. I'm sure they're there. uh, I have a new show on Out TV called Translation. Uh, It's actually now available in the States on Amazon Prime and in South America on Fruit Network. Check your local listings. Check your local listings for translation. And then I have a a concert of uh, my album. It's called Letters Live. I wasn't able to tour, as I said, so we're performing in Canada on Out TV. Uh, It's called Letters Live, and that airs in the new year as well. (laughs) Amazing. Well, if anybody needed a peppermint fix, they are getting it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad stuff go down easier, starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little better. What are we highlighting this week, Barry? We are highlighting a book. So I think that early, early on when we started this segment, we brought up a bunch of books that people could read. This book was on there, but I I just finished it over the holiday break. So I wanted to bring it up, which is is How to Be Anti-Racist, which is by Ibram X. Kendi. And I really enjoyed it. Like it's the way that it's structured is really interesting because Ibram weaves in his own personal journey and narrative from like childhood to now through the book. And so it's like, it's scholarly, but it's also personal. Uh, it really like held my attention and and it really made an impact in the way that I think so truly an anti-racism resource. It's how to be anti-racist by Ibram X. Kendi. So that is what we're highlighting today. Yeah. Reading books. Let's get into the TV we've been watching this week. Barry, what you've been watching? I have been watching um, a show from the 90s, which, by the way, I just want to acknowledge several people reached out to me after I said that Lost is not on streaming services. <laughs> it very much is, turns out. I should have looked that up before I said that. I was wrong. I somewhat, I heard Someone told me that, and uh, I shouldn't have believed them. I should have yelled at them and said, you're a fucking liar. Um, but I didn't. So, But this one actually is not on streaming services. We fully had to buy the DVDs, but it's Northern Exposure, uh-huh. which was a comedy drama in the 90s. Um, Um, kind of right around the time of Twin Peaks, not as known as Twin Peaks is, but like my dad recommended it to us um, and I've really been enjoying it. So I watched the first season and it's about a New York doctor who ends up going to Alaska to work for a couple of years as a part of like a residency type of thing. Uh And he ends up in this tiny, tiny town of Sicily, Alaska. uh, And it's about his experience there and like living with these people who live in this tiny town. And something that was really interesting that I hadn't seen in shows much since is there's a lot of indigenous representation. Not all of it is great necessarily. Keep in mind it's the nineties, but, um, but there's, uh, it's like, that is definitely a part of the story and it's like fun and sweet. And we just finished season one. So I've been watching that. And then also a show that I know you have started watching too, which is Dickinson, which I think the second season just came out today. So that is, those are the things I've been watching. And Dickinson, for people who don't know, is on Apple TV and it's like a wild version of Emily Dickinson's life. It's, uh, it's fun. It's a fun show. I'm enjoying just watching it <laughs> from my brain. Right. Haley Steinfeld is um, very much my type. So I do enjoy watching her. <laughs> she is great. And the cast is really fun. What are you watching besides Dickinson? I watched all of Bridgerton. I didn't talk about that <laughs> last. I think it came out after the last one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, at this point, everybody's talked about Bridgerton. If you have not seen it, watch it. It is trashy, but amazing. It is <laughs> uh, desperate. Not. I don't know. It's a Shondaland. So it's like, you know, it's Grey's Anatomy level drama where it's right, like, right, right. okay, this is absolutely ridiculous. But um, it's all hot British people. Love it. Including, I want to like stake claim. <laughs> I planted my flag in Jonathan Bailey, who is one of the the hot guys in it. I've been crushing on since he was in Crashing, which was the show that Phoebe Waller-Bridge made before Fleabag. Right. Yes. <gasps> um, he's Isn't like it? the sleazy hot guy <laughs> from that show. <gasps> he was also in Broadchurch with her. 
So a lot of these Fairweather stands are coming out and thirsting over Jonathan Bailey, and I want them to back off because I was there first. <laughs> um, but Bridgerton, yeah, it's like there's it's gossipy and soap opera-y and um, amazing, and I love it. And then you'll love this one because it's a HBO slash uh, podcast combination. I finally uh-huh. watched Lovecraft Country, all of it. Oh, oh, well, hello. I hadn't seen <laughs> it. So well, that was part of my, I watched all of Lovecraft Country. If you haven't seen nice. it, absolutely amazing show. And then um, the podcast Lovecraft Country Radio, which um, Juan Miss Barry Finkel executive produced. I sure did. Uh, I haven't listened to all of it yet, but I, that was part of my my road trip playlist oh, yesterday. Oh, nice, nice. Ashley and Shannon are incredible. Yeah, I hosted by um, former guest complainer Ashley C. Ford and um, one of the writers for Lovecraft Country, Shannon Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Also, as far as Do Better White People... Listen to that podcast. Yeah. That that's worthy of its own do better white people. That podcast it's it's so good and it, uh, yeah. It's just one it's of those great. things where it's like this is what this is what the show is about. It's about like yeah. make like you're supposed to talk about it and like unpack yeah. it. There's just so many layers to that show and it's so important and makes the show better to learn about those layers and uh, about like the history and also just the emotional impact and and the writers' room and the types of discussions they were having. It's just it's great. So and I know that I'm a little biased, but um, also it's great. Well, as an objective third party, mm. as objective as I can be, <laughs> I would tell you I hate you. So I yeah, think right, yeah, objective. No. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, and I'm excited to finish it. Um, what is your non-TV chaser? I have two non-TV chasers. One is another book that I'm reading because I'm so literate, um, is Eden's Outcasts. It's a <laughs> thrilling book. <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> it's the dual biography of Louisa May Alcott and her dad. Oh my God. <laughs> but I fucking love it. And um, the thing about Dickinson is that I just want that but for Louisa May Alcott like I want I want the great but for Louisa May Alcott her life is so fascinating (laughs) and I'm loving learning about her and her family and there's also like I don't know it's it does take place like during the Civil War like that's when she was living and there's something oddly comforting about reading about people's experiences during that time and uh I don't know there's just parts of that that like it's it's interesting to be reading about and I just really love Louise May Alcott a lot turns out so that's my one on TV chaser the other one is uh there is an app called I love Hue H-U-E that is I've been trying over the break I didn't use social media and I've been trying more than ever to really not be on Twitter and Instagram or to only be on it when I like actually actively want to, not just because my body and my brain say, oh, let's go scroll. Um, and so there's this app called I Love Hue that is just organizing color gradients. <laughs> and you're just like moving these color gradients around to make it fit into the original design. And it's very comforting. And it's like definitely filled that part of my brain of when I want to go scroll. I'm like, let me just do this instead. It's very calming. And uh, it really has been bringing me a lot of joy. And I have really gone through a lot of levels of it already. So I believe I'm on the scholar level. Um, Yeah, those are my two things. I am doing great. (laughs) How are you? What is your non-TV chaser? Uh, Mine is also an app. The name of mine is called Streaks. Um, It is what it sounds like. It's to get rid of when you shit and you don't wipe properly. And then it's like, (laughs) uh uh-oh, I wore white underwear. No. Um, Streaks, it is a paid app, but I'm sure you can find a version. It's more the concept of it than than this particular app. Uh, But it is uh, a way to track habits i i like the gamification because i'm simple and my brain is is morphed by my phone 
<laughs> I, I like the fact that like in order to do something, I need to like keep track of it. But I want the, the like I want to see my progress. I want to see how many days in a row I did something. Uh, and this particular app called Streaks is like it gives you you put in like a habit that you want to try to do every day or a habit that you want to break and not do every day. Mm-hmm. And every day that you complete it, you you just hold the little the hold the little button on the app and then it marks it completed and then it keeps track of how many days in a row. So it's like literally gold stars on a calendar. <laughs> it is a sticker book. It is a sticker yes, book. It's a sticker book. Especially but you when know you what? Hear, sticker books fucking work. So yeah. especially when you hear what I'm keeping track of, which is brushing my teeth. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, famously in 2020, um, had some cavity issues. And so I'm like, it's definitely, especially I feel like it was interesting being at home with my family and being like, okay, um, I mean, for the month of December, I definitely was like, I don't have to shower like every day. Uh, I personally am like, I would never, I'd never like going more than a day without showering. Like, like one day in between anything more than that i'm like this is this i'm i'm filth (laughs) um but yeah that was like i don't know sometimes i'm like i don't have to brush my teeth tonight i'll do it in the morning and then it's like okay i missed i missed that day and i like having it's like i don't want to break the streak because then it resets me back to zero Mm. um but there are plenty of like productivity or like habit tracking apps that i'm sure you can get for free i just like the simplicity of this one and so it's like read for 20 minutes was one that i have where it's just like, at the very least, I would like to read 20 minutes or 25 minutes, brush my teeth, love it, drink my my collagen water. Oh, my God. Those are the few I have every day. Beautiful. You can also set like weekly tasks. I like it. Nice. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. So thank you for listening to the first unhappy hour of 2021. You can head to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us if you haven't. But only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Keep that to yourself. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, and me, Matt Belisai. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Han Su. You can bother Barry at Finkleberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellisai, and you can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, bye-bye. Oh, no, no. Come on. Uh, uh, uh. That was Whips and uh, and Chains, S&M by Rihanna, FYI.